This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Cheerleading wasn't really a part of my life growing up. I mean, it was and it wasn't. In Minnesota, we had cheerleaders, but I don't remember there being an insane cheer competition culture with the makeup and the hair and the parents in shirts that say, my daughter is a Corsicana all-star. And maybe I don't remember because I've blocked it out. I've never really uttered this aloud, but I actually really, really wanted to be a cheerleader. Where I grew up in Anoka, Minnesota, there was a specific set of cheerleaders who I considered to be elite, the hockey cheerleaders. They'd sit in the student section, leading the crowd in PTA-approved chairs, true to their calling, but they really shined between the second and third period. Remember, we're talking about hockey. And they'd lace up their figure skates and do a little ice performance. And on home game days, they wore their uniforms to school. The maroon and white ugh, swoon. I wanted it so badly, but I was terrified of the tryout process. So I never put myself out there. I'm Gina Anderson Cohen, by the way, founder and CEO of A Sweat Life, and I know that the experience I just described is uniquely Minnesotan, but I did not realize the enormity of the cheerleading culture outside of the context of the movie Bring It On. By the way, if you haven't seen that, you need to see it until last year. That's when the A Sweat Life team was at the Omni Hotel in Dallas, Texas, where we happened upon a youth cheer competition. We'd see them in the lobby, casually doing a back walkover after someone's mom finished pinning their hair. It was a microcosm of thousands of multi-talented children who could dance and tumble and yell, which was fascinating and terrifying at the same time. How could so many little girls be so much cooler than me? So when Matthew Hollis, co-founder of Palm Squad, explained that he received a grant to study cheerleading for a year, I fully understood the draw of diving into that art form. His knowledge and appreciation for the sport only grew, and that earned him a spot in a dance showcase where he shared his newfound craft. That's when he welcomed his co-founder, Jenna Ertl, into the picture who offered to run the non-choreography pieces of the business. And if you've ever had the opportunity to experience this duo together, they are absolutely electric. They teach with a thread of comedy and a sense of authenticity that makes it clear that they are exactly 100% themselves. Palm Squad Fitness, as they've created it, is a world that gives you, a functioning adult, the opportunity to take all of the fun parts of cheer, like dancing and having fun and yelling, and reject any of the pieces that may have left you out in the past, like a tryout and uniforms in limited sizes. And their teaching style gives you the permission to be exactly 100% yourself too. On this week's episode, you'll hear from Matthew and Jenna about how they're perfecting the model of scaling themselves to cheer captains across the world. You'll also hear the genesis of their captain names. That piece might surprise you. And you'll hear more about where they plan to take the brand next. And if you're hearing this episode and can't wait to try Palm Squad for yourself or to become a captain, they're offering you a discount. For 15% off training, visit palmsquadfitness.com, that's P-O-M, S-Q-U-A-D-F-I. 
I-T-N-E-S-S.com and select self-paced training. You'll use code ASL15 to grab the sweet deal. Or Chicago-based listeners can join Matthew and Jenna for a live class August 14th at 10.30 a.m. at Visceral Dance Center and get $5 off with the code ASL5. The link for that class is in the show notes. And now here I am with Matthew Hollis, a.k.a. Matrix Swayze, and Jenna Ertle, a.k.a. The Generator. Ready? Okay. Okay. I'm here with (laughs) Matrix Swayze and The Generator, the co-founders of Palm Squad Fitness, and I am so excited to have them on the podcast. Let's start it out. First things first, what the heck is Palm Squad Fitness? Oh my gosh. Palm Squad Fitness is a super fun dance fitness workout. We're going to dance to today's hits, yesterday's favorites. Everybody is welcome. You do not need to be a cheerleader to do this. Um, and we're just a whole lot of fun. We're here to make you happy, make you move. Yeah, I, I think that's correct. I usually say it is you are ready to embark on your most positive dance fitness experience ever, whether you like it or not, it's going <laughs> to happen. And it's a good time. And the good news is you're already soaking in it. So you might as well just just dive in and mm. take a bath in the palm squad. I hope you never let go of that metaphor. Just pull it through. <laughs> inner- I'm never going to let go. Um, please please <laughs> do me that, um, that honor. Yeah. So I... I am so excited to hear the story of starting this brand um, because I have a feeling it's it's pretty unique. Matrick, do you want to take this one? Where did Palm Squad come from? Yeah, so um, picture it. Chicago, 2007. Um, I'm living in a ramshackle apartment somewhere in West Town. Um, I mean, it's on Huron, so it's not just like somewhere in West Town. It was like Huron and Damon. And I was running um, so a home for like wayward gay boys. And they just were like coming in and coming out. And one of them came to stay with me and was really sad. And we were both kind of at a turning point. And I was like, you know, something needs to change. And we saw some self-help people on TV. And I was like, well, that lady thinks she has the answers. But what if we have the answers? What if we could create our own self-help philosophy? And from that, I created this thing called the power of cheer. And the power of cheer is about cheering yourself through all of life's obstacles. So like, you got a problem, look at the bright side, cheer your way through it, like realistically, but you know, positively. And from that, I created this show. And from this like show, I got a grant from the Chicago Dance Makers Forum. It's one of like the larger independent choreographer grants. And they were like, do an entire evening of cheer. So I spent a year, um, researching cheerleading and I went to University of Louisville and talked to anybody who was a cheerleader and got cheers and made cheers and then the city of Chicago was like would you be able to create a dance fitness form in the parks and teach it and could it be cheer based and I was like sure and they're like what would you like to call it and I was like cheer aerobics and so um it would sounded cute and it sounded like aerobics but was impossible to say um and even harder to read and so, but I did it and it, it was super fun and it was successful. And one night moving forward, let's say like two years, you can add in a hazy effect right here. Jenna and I are in a beer garden and not just any mm. beer garden, one in Wicker Park, not drinking beer because we're like that, but we're still in the garden anyway. And I tell Jenna about the class and she was like, 
don't just talk about it, show me. So we got up and we started playing music and I started showing her some dances. And she was like, I want to teach this. We need to teach this. I work at Indigo Studios. We can do whatever we want there because Indigo was amazing at that time. And they were like, whatever goes. If it's fitness, teach it. If it makes people happy, teach it. And so we taught it. And um, it was... It was, it was a success, like, you know, moderate success, not without its clunks and, you know, <laughs> little like backfires, but it was, it was good. And so Jenna came on board with what Jenna comes on board with, which is a sense of like organization and like, let's streamline this. And I, cause you know, I'm all like loopy and all over the place, like let's high kick and just, you know, wear short shorts. And um, the Jenna's like, well, let's do that, but also let's make this a thing. And so Cheer aerobics turned into Palm Squad because that way our both our moms could pronounce it and or read it, um, as could the general population. And then now here we are. Uh, like I and it almost pangs me to say this. Like like ten years later, I think maybe twelve years later. Um, I know, which is impossible. I started it when I was seventeen, but I did. Mm. And here we are, mm-hmm. like late twenties, still doing Palm Squad. <laughs> So old, almost in our thirties. Wow. Yeah. Almost. What? almost. <laughs> yeah. Not but quite. yeah, so there's there's like the the brief rundown. I hope that wasn't too much. Never um, too much. The bathtubs, the the details, yeah. <laughs> the scene setting you did just then. So Jenna, as, as we kind of layer on to that, you came in to do the the everything else uh, of Palm Squad, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's like we're uh, well, like Matthew said. I think that uh, we're both a bunch of fluky kids that just liked, knew that we want people to move, knew that we loved to dance, already knew that we loved the like palm and cheer style of dancing that that we had finally the ladies of the of the world had been given the gift of performing with with the power of cheer. Finally, we were like <laughs> all like, please let us be in your little squad. I want to do it. Um, so that when it turned into this thing, like, oh, wait, we could turn this into a fitness format. And if I could just back up really quick, when we would do the practices for the performance that Matrick was just talking about, we were winded. We were, I would turn to my, my fellow squad mate and be like, if this, if we had a high kick every day, could you imagine the shape we'd be in? Oh my gosh. And it, like, I filed that away. I filed that, that some, that went somewhere. So that when this came about with Matrick, and he showed me that the, the, all the moves, all the moves in that beer garden, I was like, we're doing this. We have to do this right now. Um, you take care of the choreography. I'll take care of everything else. Let's just make it happen. Not knowing <laughs> that everything else yeah. is, is really everything else. Um, so yeah, um, administrative marketing um, and keeping up with all of the eventually the captains and all this, you know, all the, all the stuff. Um, and, and also obviously like together, we're doing a lot of the big picture dreaming and what are we doing moving forward? And we definitely do a lot of stuff together, but yeah, we, we had to figure out, um, what our place was in this, in this company and work together. I think, I think really well, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so far, so far, so good. (laughs) There's still time. Yeah, there is still time, but I, uh, having taken uh, a few of your your classes live, I don't. I was stumbling over the word class because I wanted to call it experiences um, live. Yes. 
Um, you definitely have this rapport uh, between the two of you, which is like, I struggle to call it anything but like a stage presence. You have this sort of like give and take and um, which is just so delightful. Like I can't imagine any two people I know you've trained other people to do this too, but any two people doing this the way that you do it. Um, so talk to me about like what happens in a Palm Squad class and how the instructor interacts with the humans mm. or the coach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, the captain, the captain, they're captains, captain. oh right? Captain. We're all, captain. they're captains captain. of their squad. And that was yes. like, that was, you know, part of our, as we were constructing this, like we were creating this sort of, verbiage too like well what are what who are we are we are we captains are we master captains are we like and who are these people that come to our classes like well we decided they are your squad and actually when we created what rather when i created that self-help philosophy part of it was about finding your squad and jenna maybe you can help me remember here who is your squad your squad are your super, super qualified, qualified understanding, understanding athletic, athletic. Divas, S-Q-U-A-D, <laughs> squad, right? And those are the people you want to surround yourself with. And so when we created Palm Squad, we we're like, we just want to do the same thing, but en masse. We want to have people dancing and we want to experience this together. So the experience is a lot like that. We get together, we do like a little call and response. It's not like anything you have to like get off book for, but like, you know, <laughs> We, we, we ask you to say something just like you did in the beginning, right? We'll try it right now with you, Gina. I say hard work. You say pays off. Hard work. Pays off. Pays off. Hard work. Pays oh, off. Yeah. And there you go. And then we give a brief rundown of class. We begin class. And the experience is not about necessarily getting the moves right, but it's about having fun. And we, we cannot stress that enough. It's like listening to your body, moving moving with other people, sharing a space that is full of good energy and positivity. Um, and that's really what the experience is about, right? Like, yes, I, I like to joke that it's not about getting the moves right, but it's really about getting the moves right. Um, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> that's like sort of true, but it's really just about moving. Like we love helping people move and helping people feel better through movement and it doesn't really matter what that movement at the end of the day looks like. So the experience is really about what you take away from it. And hopefully you take away something that makes you feel better and um, both emotionally and physically. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like I answered that question in like four different splinters, but <laughs> I think I got there. <laughs> they, they connected. They connected. Jenny, yeah. Thank you. Um, in terms of the experience. Mm hmm. I would also, um, we, we also just like to make sure that whenever somebody is new in class, we welcome the heck out of them. We have sort of fostered this culture of not only do the teachers welcome the, the new students, the new squad mates into class, but also other squad mates, the varsity squad, people that have been there before, um, listen, everybody, a varsity squad mate is anybody who's been to a class before. So when when other people that have been to class before, they'll also be welcoming in those new people. We welcome the beginning. We shout them out at the end. We make them feel like they're um, the most important people in the world because they are. Um, and so that they feel like when they're, when they're coming into this like bizarre adult cheerleading experience, 
that they feel like, okay, it's cool. Everything's cool. Everything's going to be great. Um, And that like you can, there's something about the palms. You can turn into a different person. Like that's why we have, that's why we all have cheer names. We'll get into how we started with that eventually, yeah. but we have cheer names because everybody gets to turn into a persona, not just the captains. Anybody can have a cheer name. You turn into that persona, you put those palms in your hands and you are, you are it. Like wh- whoever your like most glorious inner cheerleader is, there she is, there he is, there they are on the floor, ready to rock. Um, do we need the palms? Do you have to have the palms? No, but they do look and sound amazing. Um and, and it's they get fun to heavy. have a prop. And they get heavy. And they get, and they get heavy. Like, I always joke that nobody expects tinfoil to get heavy, but it does. After a while, tinfoil makes your shoulders burn. Um, it and it's, nobody saw that coming. Yeah, you make a fist <laughs> with anything in it, and it'll get heavy eventually, yeah. right? And put it over your head. Amen, yeah. Gina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clip that and send it directly to my mom. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about scaling, too, because it's not just the two of you captains. Um, you now have more and more captains and squads, um, and you're training people in this really unique way. Um, so let's talk about how you made the decision to grow beyond the two of you, and then we'll get into more on this. Well, I, th- I, think, I think the necessity ahead. to scale came out of the necessity for Jenna and I to need to rest. Like <laughs> we, like classes need to be taught, needed to be taught, and we were reaching a point where, like, well, okay, well, we can't do this all. Like we, it can't just be us. And we were talking about this. Uh, Jen and I, that we've had the great fortune of so many people taking our class and being like, hi, is there a way I could be a larger part of this? Is there a way I can help this be something else or be something more? And that included our instructors, our one of our longest running instructors, Brooke Bogner in Bognito. Brooke, if you're out there, this one's for you. Um, but um, She was a student and was like, I used to dance and I hurt my knee and I can't dance the way I want to anymore, but I can do this and this brings me joy. And I would like to be an instructor and bring this joy to others. Um, And so it really started with Brooke was like our first captain ever. And we like, we're like, okay, well, we're just going to try to train you and we'll see what happens. (laughs) Um, And from that, we brought more instructors on board um, and we created a training that we were able to then share with people. And um, the training is now turned from in-person to online. Um, And really that's how we grow, I think. And Jenna, you can probably attest to this, that the more captains we get, the more squad mates they get, the more squads mates they get, the more people they bring. And it's really just about, I I call it like spreading the mission. Um, but I mean, that sounds like a little churchy, but, um, <laughs> but it is fitness about, is a little churchy if you really, it is, but I, yeah, it's about spreading the good word. And I mean, honestly, and our word is just about being good, um, <laughs> and cheerful. So I, I feel, I feel like it's not, um, misspelling of it, but, um, Jenna, what would you say about scaling? Um, well, you know, we, as the the 2020 times came upon us um, in terms of like scaling mm. the the training, like our our what we realized was, as Matrick has said, like the way that we can actually spread more out was through teachers. We learned like a little too late. I feel like we it took us a long time to really like 
um, solidify a training and get it out there. Um, because it felt like, you know, like we just felt a little bit precious about it for a second. Like we wanted it, we wanted any teacher to be, feel like very successful and, um, very, uh, ready to teach immediately. And we, we needed to like grow out of, out of that a little bit. So when we were able to kind of push into more of an area where we could allow people to, um, take the training whether or not they had been group fitness instructors before or dancers before. And um, it, it really opened things up, especially because everybody's going to move differently. Everybody is going to take movement differently. And that's awesome. Like everyone's putting their own unique spin on everything. So we're able to like have more in-person trainings in different areas, but it still wasn't spreading fast enough. Like you could only get so many people in one place on one day and that place at a time. So when 2020 hit and we definitely couldn't be with in rooms with other people, but we could definitely teach classes out into the whole universe. That's right. The universe, um, more people saw who, what we were doing and we started getting a massive influx of, well, what was massive for us <laughs> influx of like people <laughs> saying, I tens of twenties. Tens of twenties of people. <laughs> tens of tens. Yeah, saying, oh I, I've got to teach this. I have to do this. When is the next training? When are you going to do this? Whatever. And I was, and we already had a training. So um, I said to Matthew, I was like, why don't we just try to do it online? I mean, we've, we've got it. We can just, you know, turn it into something a little bit more online ready. Um, and that was great. We started, we had like our first training, which was a lot for us, had, 21 22 people in it yeah that was that was pretty That's huge for us. um and and then we kept doing those online trainings and then as matrick had mentioned before Wait another one it. of our most amazing helpers um, our most amazing captain squad mates she's also an ambassador heather christie was bam, 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 always bam, bam. always very interested in like trying to help grow grow us as a brand um was like, you know, I've, I've seen these other fitness organizations do self-paced training. I was like, what, what do you mean? What does that, what does that even mean? And she's like, well, you take your training, you record it. And then it's evergreen. Like anyone can take it anytime. And here's the way that we would do it. And here's the platform we would put it on. And she knew what to do. And we were like, you mean like just do a training and then anyone could take it anytime? Yes, let's very much do this. So we did it. I was really proud of us. We we created a script. We went to Michigan where Heather exists, the heat wave, Captain Heatwave. She taped it, she edited it, she put it all together, self-paced training. Now anybody in the whole wide universe, once again, can take the training yes. anytime, all the time. And we're still here. We're still grading, grading, assessing your Q test. <laughs> um, we're still involved in what's happening. It's not like you just take a training and you're off to the races. Yeah. Like, and we yeah, are, there's brief quizzes. Yeah. There's quizzes. You there's have to know assessment. stuff. And, you know, and there's a time, like we say self-paced, but you do have to get it done within a certain amount of time. I think they have, what, a month? Three three months. Three we, months. We, were, three we months. try to get it done. We want three them done months. in four weeks, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that is 100% correct. And now let's take a break. And now a break with Athletic Greens. If you've been around the Sweat Life team for the past 10 years, you've heard us talk about our week of workout that's like a music festival for fitness, Sweat Working Week. 
It's so much fun to bring the community together for events morning, noon, and evening, but by the end of the week, we're usually sick and exhausted. I started adding AG1 to my morning routine just before Sweat Working Week kicked off this year. And I'm careful about what I put in my body, but I'd heard from people I trusted that they felt real energy and gut health results. And I felt a real difference too. During Sweat Working Week, I'd wake up at 5 a.m., throw on my workout clothes, shake up my AG1, and sip it as I walked my dog. The taste and the texture are great. Honestly, way better than I'd expected from drinking vitamins. It's like green juice with a kick of vanilla. And I can only speak from my experience, but compared to previous years of Sweat Working Week, when I was hanging on from nap to nap, I was more energized, I slept better at night, and I didn't need to take any naps, which is remarkable. I also drank less coffee overall. Um, but by the end of Sweat Working Week, I gave myself a recovery day, but I didn't experience my normal post-event crash, which is usually like three days of low energy and a little bit of sickness. Here's why. In one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start the day. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging, which is basically everything. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know I love a good founder story, and AG1 was started from a unique pain point. Its founder was in a health rut and put on a complicated vitamin and supplement regimen, which was costing upwards of $100 a day. So he decided to solve his own problem and work with experts to create AG1, which contains less than a gram of sugar, no GMOs, and no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. And the kicker is that it costs you less than $3 a day, which is less than my current iced Americano habit if you're keeping track. So if you're looking for a way to make supplements a part of your routine, I know I can never make pills stick, AG1 worked for me. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you, as Sweat Life listeners, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash a sweat life. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash A-S-W-E-A-T-L-I-F-E to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we're back. So we're talking about scaling and I'd love to hear what you were most surprised about once you started doing these self-paced trainings? Was it um, hearing from folks in other countries who were now interested in being captains? What what was kind of surprising and exciting to you? I, I mean, I feel like the interest from the UK has <laughs> actually been the most surprising. And like the level of enthusiasm from those captains and like, they don't just want to take the training. They want to like choreograph. They want to teach it everywhere. Like they are just so in it to win it. Um, and not to say like our, our you know, continental um, <laughs> captains aren't also in it to win it. But it was just something that um, like we just had another UK captain take the training that I got the assessment for today. And I think that makes like how many out there now, Jenna? Like more than five. Is it five? Is it I 10? think we're at is five. Yeah. Five. A thousand. 
a thousand, 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 yes. and, uh, <laughs> a thousand and plus five and, and five. Um, but I found that to be very surprising is like where the interest comes from. And like, without us ever shifting and by us, I mean, all of us in the fitness industry being forced to shift to this online platform, um, it, it would have never happened for us. Cause we, I mean, maybe it would have happened someday because the vision would eventually have caught up to us and that like need for us to have to be in the room um, to make it happen would have caught up to us in the sense that like we would have released that need, but um, it forced us to fall into that. And I think it forced a lot of fitness companies to be like, how do we, you know, for lack of a better word, pivot, um, <laughs> buzz, buzzword, hashtag buzzwords. Um, how do we pivot? Um, but it, it did, it forced us to create this online thing. And I feel like it increased our reach and, um, it went beyond the U S and I thought that was very exciting for us. Um, cause otherwise it would have never happened or not for at least another 10 years. Yeah. COVID forced your hands. It did. And I mean, our palms. thank you thank you all right so what's what's really fun to sort of hear as a thread throughout this conversation even without maybe um us realizing it is you've been talking about community uh you've you've mentioned folks who've raised their hands and literally said the sentence i've defined as community for a sweat life like people who you invite to things who then start saying like i want to (laughs) help And they're like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do with you, but sure. Um, so when did you kind of know, like, there, this wasn't just a class, it was a community? I mean, honestly, I would say immediately. Um, we, the first class was almost completely full, and it was definitely people that knew us. Um, but by the time we even hit, like, the second, third, because we were just doing it once a month. So by the time we hit the second maybe third class, we did have like a, a solid group of, of squad mates that were like, we do this, this, and this, and we'd like to help you. Like I do graphic design. I do this. Um, they didn't know how, they also didn't know how they wanted, how they could help. They just knew that they wanted to keep it going. Um, and then there's just kind of been that through line through the years, especially as um, like even our first little cohorts of, of captain trainees who most of them had never taught anything ever. Like they just really loved it so much that they wanted to take the training just so that they could like learn about everything and be part of that community. Um, But it was always about like the interactive sort of, they wanted it to exist because they loved it so much. And they also just, I think they really did just want us as, as humans to succeed as well. Like it was, it was always supportive from, from jump, honestly. Yeah, and and I think the the culture element too is is super strong, um, and I think community and culture can go hand in hand. But culture is also like how you take your values and sew it through, right? And that we've talked a little bit about this, but you like you're welcoming people who maybe haven't been welcomed in spaces before, especially spaces that include cheer, right? Yes, absolutely, and um, I feel one of one of the obstacles about Tom Squad, I think that we face. Um, and it's something that didn't even occur to me because I, you know, I, as, as a gay male growing up in the eighties, like being excluded was just part of the, part of the deal. Right. Like, um, so I, I didn't have an, like, I looked at the cheerleaders and I was like, God, please one day 
let me be able to dance with them instead of having to play this stupid game with this ball we're putting in a hoop. Like I would much rather be out there. Um, but people have a visceral reaction to cheerleading is what I'm leading to, right? Like either you liked the cheerleaders or like cheerleading's dumb and those girls were mean or like, and you look at it and when I started thinking about cheerleading, it was more of just about the positivity. And I liked that they spoke in ways that rhymed. And I'm just really good at rhyming things as it so happens. Like, I don't know. I'm not a rapper by any means, but I am a person. Maybe I guess they call them poets, but not a poet. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I mean, a cheerleader. Um, but um, I feel like that that kind of like led itself into to where we are um, in that in that sense. Um I forgot where I started talking about rhyming things and then I kind of lost my train of thought. And now a poem. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Now I'm going to do a brief reading. Time for the poetry slam. Um, I do think it it would be so interesting to sort of hear like where you learned some of the things you're now using um, for Palm Squad. Um, You have these elements that sort of allow humans like you to totally be themselves on stage as a captain and totally be themselves um, as a participant and really just like let loose and be authentic. So um, talk to me about the beginning, uh, in particular, the roller derby story, um, <laughs> where, where this came from, um, where did these, these elements come from? Um, well, we were always performers, Jenna and I met in dance school, um, specifically I will tell this story till the day I die. Jenna was on the stage dancing at Berlin, the nightclub in Chicago. And I stumbled in there and she said, I know you from Columbia. And I walked right by her. And (laughs) she found me later in the club. And then we danced. Um, But we've known each other since we were dancing, like modern dancing. That's right. Kind of dancing where we look at our hands and have breath cues kind of dancing. Picture Enya in flowy clothes. Um, But from that performance experience, I think has led us into what we were doing now. And then I started this cheering thing. And then somebody was like, oh, hey, I saw you perform. I think it was like, it's oh, what was that place? That first place we did Power of Cheer was in the basement Um, of somewhere. uh, Shubas, Shubas, Shubas. Shubas, yes. And that was the first place it was ever performed. And like, I was so tall, I kept hitting the ceiling. Um, <laughs> and cause it was in the basement there and we did that. And then somebody was like, Oh, Hey, the roller derby needs halftime performers. And that's when I was like, well, there's only like two or three of us. I need to branch out. And so Jenna came on board and our friend Jill came on board and our Susie. And we all started doing this derby thing. And we were going to like South Cicero stadium. And I was like, this is either going to be great or we are getting beat up. Um, <laughs> it was like one of two options here. And they were so accepting of us because I feel like people who do derby are kind of on the fringe as well. And we were definitely running on the fringe and we got out on that stage and we did our silly cheers and our dance routine and they just lost their mind and they kept inviting us back. Like, and then we kept doing more of it. And then eventually we were like, they all had derby names, um, Coco Bang Bang, Shaka Conduit, Who's Your Mama? And we were like, we need names too. 
And so Matrix Swayze was born in the basement of the Cicero Stadium. Um, the generator was born in the basement of the Cicero Stadium. Um, one of our longtime squad mates, Jildo, was born in the basement of the Cicero Stadium. It was that stadium where a 10-year-old offered me a beer after the game. He said, would you like a beer, sir? And I said, yes. Um, <laughs> so it was like that roller derby experience really helped push us forward. And, and also find one of our um, people, like we were talking about community, Coco Bang Bang, who was a roller derby person, showed up to our classes, was like, I do graphic design. Can I help make your logo look the way it does? Like, I, I want to help make your logo look great. My husband works in video. Can he help make graphics? Um, and again, it was like that community. I think, I think we talked when we had a conversation before about like the weirdos. And I mean, we can use the word weirdo, sure. But you know what I mean? Like those, those fringe people um, who maybe are just thinking in a different way. And the Derby really helped us. And it was a really wonderful place to be around an inclusive, welcoming performance vibe. Um, especially for something that like we weren't sure how it was going to be accepted. And it, 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 it really helped change us. It helped propel us forward. Jenna, do you have anything to yes. add to the Derby experience? Um, no, I just, I think that like what you just to kind of piggyback on that is that we, we still always have this, like, we're very, uh, fused with the Derby and the Derby people. Like they all, they all still kind of they'll, they'll thread in and out all the time we always there's just this something about the vibe and our vibe is very similar because we're i mean let's face it we are grown adults dancing with pom-poms telling you to dance with pom-poms and dancing to really fun super fun music that is all over the place and um i like to say <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this or not matthew but i'm sure you do i like to say like we're the dirty cheerleaders like you know we're kind of <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like to use the word adult, we're adult um, cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> it works on so many levels it speaks to our age but also like maybe we're in the back of the video store i don't know um, <laughs> that's right kids who are listening look up video store um <laughs> <laughs> look up beer video store <laughs> but i do like um also gina you mentioned like performance and i feel like that performance element carried into our classes right like yeah. we were performing as cheerleaders we performed on stage as dancers um and anytime i'm in front of a group of people like i i feel like it's it is a performance and not like I'm being in a, like not my authentic self because that's what we really try to strive to like, even the captains we're teaching, like this is about authenticity. We're not asking you to like be someone you're not or teach in a way that like, like pretend, go, go teach and pretend you're Matrick or pretend you're Jenna. Like you are going to be your own like sizzling Sammy or, you know what I mean? Or juicy Gina. There you go. I just found your true name. Um, <laughs> But you know, I, I mean, that's who you're about what be my true name would be. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm just thinking, like you know, um, but it's it's about performing, but in an, in a way that's very authentic, and that hopefully helps the people that are dancing with you feel like they can be a little more authentic themselves. Because like the sillier you are, the sillier they will be. And yeah, I think it's that's contagious. A that kind of stuff is contagious, and it's a good contagious. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, like Matrick always says um, in our trainings, like one of the things that he likes about himself is that he's not afraid to be stupid. And I think that's like important, like as much as we like, we also like to say, we take this seriously so that you don't have to like just, and as much as we're performing for you, like you, you get this experience of like, I get to come to this class and watch these goofballs perform for me and also like teach me how to work out. But then you get to perform too. You've got this prop. Or if you don't feel like being a performer, you're just in it. You know, like it's, it's a very nice, like symbiotic, everybody gets to perform. And as, as Matrix said, like, it's not like you're being a different person. It's like that person that's inside of you that brought you to the class. Like for some reason you came to this weirdo class <laughs> that, that there's something in you that wants to do this, that to uh, let it out, let it out. This is the place to do it. We love yeah. it. And now let's hear from an A Sweat Life ambassador who's tried and loved Palm Squad Fitness. Hi, I am Megan Miedema. I spend my days as a professional at G2 in the customer success realm. Um, but I'm a solid core addict in the mornings. Uh, and sometimes I like to diversify my workouts. And when I do, I love to check out Palm Squad Fitness. I actually started back around 2018 after the birth of my second son when I kind of needed just to re-energize my workouts and get something a little different in my life. Thank you, Megan. And I know Palm Squad is so welcoming. Uh, so talk to me about what, what made you feel most welcome there. I have to be honest, I was like incredibly terrified to start. A friend had sent me a link to one of their classes and something that she wanted to try. And I was just like, this is not me at all. I am like the in, I'm like Liz Lemon in the episode of 30 Rock where she tries Zumba and she's like exactly one step off of everyone else. And that was me at Palm Squad. But the best part was like Generator and Matrick were, were with you and they were just like, they, you didn't feel bad about missing the steps or it was just joyful and it was a joyful way to move your body. And that's exactly what I needed at that stage in my life and was so thankful to have found such a wonderful and fun workout. Oh, I love that. So Megan, any advice you'd share to someone who's maybe Liz Lemon herself um, <laughs> and, and wanting to try Palm Squad for the very first time? Yeah, I would say just do it. Bring some friends. It's a great like pre-Sunday brunch activity. Go have some fun, like be prepared to laugh at yourself um, and learn some new things. Like you get to try really cool dance routines and, um, you know, you, they have really fun palms that you can use, you know, if you want to. It's just a really fun way to, to move your body. So bring some friends, go out for mimosas afterward, be prepared to laugh and just really enjoy yourself while getting some movement in your day. Thank you, Megan. Of course. And we're back. I've loved hearing about the culture. I've loved hearing about um, being welcoming to the, the fringe folks, as I lovingly call it, the weirdos. Um, I would love to hear as you're scaling, as you're growing, as you're bringing on more captains across the world, where does the brand go next? You want me to do this one? <laughs> That's what I mean, well, I mean. This, is, this falls under everything else, Jenna. That is all in the other right. everything else category. You know, um, for sure, since we have been um, accumulating captains, um, we we still are like our biggest goal is to continue um, building our captain squad. 
um, building our squad in general, um, getting more people to get the message out. And in that, we are also uh, nurturing and building the chap- the captain squad as as teachers. Like we also want them each to excel as as teachers, no matter what they teach. So we're really invested um, in doing uh, putting things in place to help continually train the captains. It's not just like you get trained and you're thrown out. Like you, once you are trained, you are on the captain squad. Once again, good luck getting out. You, we own you now. Like you, you are a part of our whole entire lives. Um, and so like building them as teachers is something uh, that we're hoping to instill because we want it to be appealing to be a captain. There's a lot of fitness formats out there. We want to be the most appealing one to teach. Um, we're also kind of, we're, we're branching out a little bit and and we're starting to look a little bit into creating a more codified situation for kids. Um, uh, pro- appropriate and also self-esteem building and also <laughs> yeah. like community. No dirty kids. There's no dirty cheerleader <laughs> kids. No. Um, and we have, we already have a couple of captains that are experimenting with that because they have knowledge and background in um, especially teaching children. And then also something that's like new on the horizon, another spoke out is a more accessible version of Palm Squad where people that need a little bit more help with mobility will have the opportunity to still do the same routines, but perhaps there's a chair or there's some other way that, that we learn how to move together so that everybody, like we really mean it when we say we're hyper-inclusive, we want everybody to be able to do what we're doing at whatever level um, they're at. Like our, our mission points are, we want you to find your inner cheerleader. We believe in squad spirit and we want to provide a physically demanding workout, but that means for whatever community you're yeah. in, whatever squad it's interpretive. you have, you, you give them what they need for their bodies. And so we're working on trying to make things as hyper-inclusive as we claim to be. As well as we are, we are just in the infancy stages of of developing perhaps a uh, online studio in some way, shape, or form. So we're basically on the on the precipice of a few different things, mostly aiming towards getting as many people as possible to um, take our training and spread the word. Absolutely, and our training is worth CEUs, by the way. Like it, oh, it is a training, you. but like even if you're like a if you're certified through ACE or AFA, um, you can use it as part of your continuing education journey. Um, so, you know, not that, you know, the experience itself isn't worthwhile, but it's not, you know, it's not enough for nothing. Like if something comes out of it. Uh, <laughs> need to spend that money and, and use those hours anyway, right? I mean, yeah, yep. well, exactly. Like if you, you got to give it up, you might as well just spend an afternoon with Jenna and myself. There, I've spent four hours worse ways is all I'm saying. <laughs> So before we sort of wrap up, even though I'm desperately sad to wrap up because I want to talk to you forever, um, what do you want people to know about Palm Squad before trying it for the very first time that we haven't already said? Well, um, I feel like we touched upon it earlier, but that it is when we speak about that inclusivity, like we, it's something that we really mean. And like, it is something for everyone. And it isn't something you should be worried about or something that could be intimidating. Like when I say it's your most positive fitness experience ever, I mean it. Like you're going to show up to a class and you might dance to the theme song from Saved by the Bell and it might just be the best darn thing that's ever happened in your lifetime. Um, and, and that's what we really are trying to get a, 
across to people. And also that like, I burn 10 calories a minute when I take class, I get upwards to 6,000 steps. Like, yes, it's silly, but it's also a workout. Like Jen and I are both like well-educated fitness professionals who've been working in this industry for a long time. And we aren't just like willy nilly creating routines that are going to harm your body. We're about like improving bodies and improving quality of life. And we believe that is a twofold experience that is existing in both our physical and emotional selves. And I feel like Palm Squad is a wonderful marriage of that. Like you leave happy and you leave a little more mobile and a little bit sweatier. And they, there, there's been studies that show that, you know, fitness with a sense of novelty produces like the largest amount of the happiness hormone in your brain. And I don't know. I know, I know a few things and hormones is one of them. So I'm just saying, just <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and dance. Um, dance has been shown to be linked to creativity. Um, oh, and joy it helps is to a prevent early onset dementia and Alzheimer's. Like, but it's better than doing crossword puzzles for your brain, like neuroplasticity. Dance is amazing. And, and not just any dance listeners at home audience, um, leading and following dance, like dance with which you have to follow along to is best for your brain. Um, not to suggest that improving to Linda Ronstadt and the privacy of your own home isn't a good time or worthwhile. I'm just saying that leading and following dances is where it's at in terms of neuroplasticity and brain um, health. Anything to add? <laughs> uh, man, that was, on, I got to say, Matrick, that was really beautiful. You said that so well. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I really don't even know what else to say. I thought that was lovely. Um, you know, just that. We, we really do hope that, I mean, even right in the beginning of when we started this, the, the thing that I remember is always the through line was we want to be a place where people want to move. Like we want people to move. It's so important to consistently move your body. And if we're one of those ways that you're moving your body, awesome. I'm so glad that we're here for you. We want to be that place for you. Um, but the, the main point being like, move your body. And if it, and no matter what way it is, try, try us first. I mean, you know, or second. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining me, Matrix Swayze, the generator. This is Juicy Gina uh, from Slut <laughs> Lips. We got goals signing off. This has been another episode of We Got Goals. Another thing that's better with friends. Thanks to Matrix Swayze and the generator for joining me and for my sweet cheer captain name, Juicy Gina. And remember, you can get discounted training wherever you are. For 15% off training, visit palmsquadfitness.com. That's P-O-M-S-Q-U-A-D-F-I-T-N-E-S-S.com and select self-paced training. You'll use code ASL15 to grab that sweet deal. Four Chicago-based listeners can join Matthew and Jenna for a live class August 14th at 10.30 a.m. at Visceral Dance Center. You'll get $5 off with the code ASL5. The link for that class is in the show notes. Another big thanks to Ryan Deffitt for editing and Ryan Barayuga for video production. And to you, our listener, for subscribing and listening wherever you get your podcasts. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. 
depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.